Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And uh, today we've got a great friend of the show on for our second guest. His name's Tyler Wilson from 7715. And we're talking to him about what makes him tick. Yeah, boy oh boy do we love this guy. Oh, we love him. He's we love so this pretty. guy. He's, uh, he's been one of those people that for at least I can say in my life has been uh, a great person to bounce ideas off of. Um, a source of inspiration you know every time I felt like maybe what I'm doing wasn't the safest bet and I should maybe you know bow out of the fight so to speak Tyler's always been there to sort of pull me back in yeah let's just say that the only reason I got my first tattoo was because I had to talk with Tyler Wilson that changed my life so what did he say to you I don't know man let's just let's just listen to the episode how about that see if it sneaks its way in there see if it snuck its way in there I have a feeling it won't only because we recorded it already, but it wasn't. May, not in it there. might, yeah, it might. But no, seriously, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Um, Tyler's new band, Seven Seven One Five, is currently out, killing it, making a lot of noise, which isn't a pun because they're a band and they make music. They just are doing well for themselves right now, and that's great to see. Yeah, we want to thank Tyler and everyone at Seven Seven One Five and RCA Records for having them on the show. It's awesome to be able to talk with creative friends who are making great music. Yes, 100%. And as always, please be sure to comment, subscribe, like, um, whatever feature allows you to interact with us on your preferred podcast listening platform. Uh, We are available everywhere podcasts can be found, including Spotify. I I know that's sort of a newer one, but we are on there. Episodes will be uploaded every Sunday night for your uh, convenience in the late night or Monday morning on your commute or whatever you get going on Monday mornings. So... Please be sure to keep interacting with the show. The only way we can bring episodes and new guests to you guys is if you guys like what we're doing and help us out by just interacting and, and showing your support. Yeah, we want to we wanna hear from you. We have Twitter and Instagram at Talking with Andrew and Chris. And we got an email, Talking with Andrew and Chris at gmail.com. Write us what you want us to ask guests. Who do you want us to get on the show? We, we want to hear from you. Yeah, that's and that, again, that's Talking spelled T-A-L-K-I-N with Andrew and Chris at gmail.com um, without further ado here is a clip of week by 7715 and I don't know what's in my cup I just know that I'm too fucked up cause they keep filling up but I won't throw them out so I keep track till I lose count it started with one drink too late hey guys welcome back this is the second episode of talking with Andrew and Chris I'm Andrew and I'm Chris. And we're uh, excited again to have another great friend of ours be uh, our second guest. Uh, you may know him as, from his time in many bands. You know, he, he gets around a lot. But uh, recently he's put out a new song that you just heard a little bit of called Week with his band 7715. And we've got Tyler Wilson here. Tyler, how are you? It's your boy. I'm good. I'm feeling great. I'm a little bit hungover, to be honest with you. But um, I'm just hanging in there and I'm, I'm happy to be here. Hey man, it's the Talk middle of the boys. week. Who isn't hungover? I know, right? <laughs> it's a what was today? A Thursday? I don't know. Something yeah, like yeah. Today's a Thursday. Cool. I think it's a day that ends in Y, right so we're good. Oh yeah, don't they all? <laughs> That's the joke. Okay, I get it. I'm not Sorry. a scientist, dude. So yeah. <laughs> Listen, okay, your song rock. is called "Week." You should know more about the days of the week than I do. Okay, that is I know. true. We just count- we just count numbers, though. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. That's we fair. I don't remember there ever being a mention of any specific day in that song. Not, not a single day. It's just all blur. That's smart. Kind of that's a smart move. 
that is smart. I, honestly, man, um, I, I think that that song is smart for for many reasons. One of them Tell is the more. word is yeah yeah no one of them would be the wordplay man I mean you know five a.m. I'm sure living in L.A. hanging out with your friends all the time there's a lot of five a.m. and then six yeah. to my stomach yes sir. wow that's honestly incredible I think that to might be, be my favorite honest, part of the song is now I'm six to my stomach because I I do this uh, thing where I I like cross my arms over my stomach and I shake back and forth like I'm sick to my stomach it's a great dance that's amazing you should you should get sick and and then you'll you'll love that part oh dude I'm sick as fuck. Called. Yeah, I mean that that whole thing like came together so so fucking dope. It was um, it was literally just all of us like messing around in a room, and we had we had tried to write something over that like that track originally, which was just like the guitar and like a, I think like a really shitty like kick and snare sort of thing. Um, we like wrote, wrote like another song. We're like, oh, this is kind of trash. Um, and then went back to it, and like we were all in the room, just like just messing around, like joking, and then like with the counting shit, and then it started to actually sound good, and we started making up the. The numbers and i think everybody had like their own like number that did each part and it was it was just it was dope that's awesome. it's the most co- cohesive like kind of like writing experience that we've had thus far yeah so um there's a lot of you guys in the band there's there's five members am i correct in saying that germs officially in the band yeah germs officially in the band so so how does that work because i i, I know you guys all so well and you're all so creative and talented so so how does a song nice come together with that many people Dude, I mean, well, sometimes, you know, it's like we're all writers and stuff and there's, you know, it kind of feel like there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen at the same time. But, you know, for the most part, everybody like does their own own part and, and helps each other with their parts. And it's like a super just really natural, like collaborative effort. And it's it's really easy. I mean, like everyone's everyone's super dope and everyone brings something like different to the table, I guess. So it makes it, I don't know, it makes it super not hard and fun. So, so, so in a sense, there might not be many uh, unfinished songs with you guys because you, you all seem to be able to uh, bounce ideas off each other uh, in, in a positive yeah. way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, you know, we have, I wish I knew how many songs we actually had like right now, like 100% finished. I mean, there's, I feel like we have like almost two albums worth, sort of. Um, but we also have maybe like 20 others like half songs like ideas that are like not 100 percent. like some people need to be on other songs and whatnot but um yeah i don't know we have a ton of songs i'm, I'm really stoked about the next ones coming out that's great i think usually uh yeah. people come back to a band because they want more than one song so that's good that you guys are prepared for that yeah. i know <laughs> the funny thing the funny thing is with the band we were originally it's funny that you say that because like we were originally just like gonna put out just one song and not like be a band um i'm glad we didn't just do that but yeah, we wrote this we were originally writing a song for Stu, um and i had written a part and jp had written a part and we Stu was just like why don't you guys just just sing it um i don't know why he he, he didn't do it but we just laid it in as like a demo vocal and then we were like oh this, this is actually kind of tight like with all of us like on it together and then we we're like why don't we just like put this out like next week like what are we gonna call it like called up the project and we were just like oh we all have seven seven one five tattooed on us, and that was our house. We all lived us, so you know, might as well. Yeah, R.I.P. Well, like, the trap house. For, for people who don't know, know would you would you trap, mind? Man. Yeah, would you mind telling us a little bit about that that part of your guys' lives because it seems to be so seminal to what seven seven one five as a band is. Dude, it's it's like the the core of it almost. Like it's like we're at the birthplace kind of, and I feel like you know we were, we all moved out here and lived in a house together, um, and we just like kind of from like day one just started like throwing just like pretty wild parties and and um kind of brought like 
a lot of people that are now like our really good friends like into our lives and it was just a place where like everybody knew about it everybody like knew like it was just a fucking really laxed like laid back sort of sort of house that like you can kind of do whatever the hell you want at and nobody's like all judgy like some places out here like you know it's like there's a whole status thing and that kind of wasn't really the way we ever rocked with it kind of just like if you're if you're dope you're dope if you're not like you know you're not you're not so like so we know because like you know we know you guys but who lived in that yeah, house yeah. from your band exactly just so people can get like a little bit of an idea so it was me dan and Stu, and our buddy ricky um and originally and then ricky moved out like you know i think maybe not even a full year and jp wound up moving in just to like crash for a couple of weeks while he was in between houses and then wound up just like staying for the next like year um and we were all like in different projects at the time like me and danny had a thing and and then um jp was doing like a solo thing and Stu was like rapping and we'd all like you know collabed with each other and, and writing each other's stuff but like never like put it together that we should all kind of just do something together um and everyone around us was like yeah we've been like thinking that you guys should do this for a really long time um so i'm glad that we actually kind of did but yeah it, it came out of nowhere the whole band like did did come from the trap yeah, and and then and then on top of all that, you guys had previously, even before living together, spent a lot of time touring. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, me and Danny with Hollywood Ending, we we toured for like years and years. I feel like since I was like sixteen. Um, and what's it called? We always took took Stu along with us, whether it was his band or whether he was just coming along. Just and we made up a job for him just so he can come hang out with us. That's painfully um, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were like, yeah, you can guitar tech, but like he's like, no, I can't. We were like, <laughs> we were like all right, well, it's fine, you can figure it out. So yeah, there were a ton of tech- technical issues, and not saying that it's his fault, but I'm not. That not, that not was honestly kind of like, I mean, you know, I was on the other yeah. side of it, but my favorite part of Hollywood Ending yeah. was literally just like, hey, you're our friend, come tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of like the way we always like, always have done everything, you know, for the most part. It's like. I don't, I don't like being all like professional with it. I'd rather just like have my, my homies. And I feel like that's like what rappers do kind of, it's just like just bring their boys on tour, like an entourage, they figure out a job for them and like keep them so that they can, you know, they can yeah. eat and just party and ha- have fun with us. You, you know? got, you got to keep spirits up. Yeah. I remember, um, I was talking to Dan someone recently when I saw him and he was saying that, you know, when you guys were in Hollywood ending, it was like a lot of fun. And that's kind of like how part of why it was so successful. And then you guys tried to do bad feelings and it, you know, kind of wasn't yeah. as successful because you guys were kind of really focused on it, taking it super seriously, super business-like. And then he was saying that 7715 kind of started real casually and that's kind of what what led to this success. So do you feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, that when it's just a more casual, fun thing that just lets you, I guess, create better product? Or do you think it's just that people can tell that you guys are having a good time and you think people just respond more to that? Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's a good point. I think like naturally like, yeah, like with Hollywood ending, I mean, we didn't take that all too seriously. That band, like you know, it started like out of nowhere. Just me and Danny, like being like, "Yo, we should we should start like a Disney kind of band," and and it wound up just like happening. And we, and, you know, we just like had fun with it the whole time, and like we made funny videos. Like we didn't take ourselves too seriously. We I mean, too- the friendship shot is my one claim to fame. Serious de- ter- <laughs> oh, directorial was- debut. So relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was class. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, then I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. What were we just talking about? Talking about uh, the difference between having a fun project and a sort oh, of yeah, serious yeah, okay. project. Cool. Sorry. Sorry. Um, 
yeah so like i think when we moved out here after hollywood ending ended me and danny were like you know like we gotta like make like kind of like a take ourselves seriously make like a more like rock like like you know kind of emo like punk vibey band that was like that's like you know mm-hmm. you know we take seriously and and i think like it just didn't feel like as fun or organic and it felt like more forced than anything we were just like Right. You know, having a hard time figuring out what songs to put out, like what, like what's the vibe, like what, you know, we had a ton of different sounding songs. We're like, what should we, like, what should we do? And then when, you know, 7715 came around, it's just like, it's all of us just like, just fucking around and just having a ton of fun and like, not taking it seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's when, when you think too hard about something and it becomes like, what's the opposite of organic? Inorganic. Unorganic? Inorganic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and I, I think people can see that when you know when they look at a band like if it's if it's real or not and i think with with uh 7715 i think it's pretty pretty real i mean it sounds just like the vibe of like what the trap was yeah i mean as the only one of the two hosts here that has been to the trap house um i gotta say that i feel like listening to the song and seeing the video it's just it it's almost like you wrote it about the trap house and it yeah. kind of makes anyone who's ever been to the trap house just like it's just i don't know how to explain it it was like i listened to it and i was like man i feel like i'm there again this is so nice like i'm just surrounded yeah. by friends yeah that was a cool you know cool thing about that video is like you know we rented a you know we don't live there anymore but we rented a house that was like had like a similar kind of vibe and just we just threw a party and you know we just told we just provided just bottles and and just played like week two times you know mm-hmm. um that was the first time i ever playing a show together or being on stage together i guess um and yeah it just went like super well and it felt like just like a rager and like a classic like um trap rager and and uh we mixed in a bunch of like old videos that we had on our phones from the actual trap so it it makes it like feel like it's the actual house you know like the like the helicopters yeah exactly (laughs) at that party but like they did come to one of our parties, like, mm-hmm. you know. I'm pretty sure there were a couple, like a couple clips in there that were during the, the only 10 days that I was there. And I was just like, damn, I can't believe that you, like, there were, there were some crazy parties while I was there. Yeah, you, you came at like the, the pretty much when, when we were peeking out at like, at like I guess, capacity and like yeah. how much longer we could we could do that. You know, it's not like a sustainable thing to be able to just like continuously throw parties because the house just naturally just starts getting like, yeah, decaying. Well, I mean, <laughs> while, while like, I was like, there, there was there was one night where we only had three people over, which was pretty chill. But then there were two separate nights where there were so many people here that maybe like forty times in one night, I went up to Dan or you, and I was like, "Yo, who is that?" And you're like, "I don't know." I'm like, no "Okay." <laughs> and I mean, you know, a lot of people in the room. I would be like, "I don't know." I watched. I was standing in your living room, and a girl standing next to me just kind of threw up on the floor. So I can only imagine what that house went through <laughs> oh, <laughs> while God. you guys yeah. lived there. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Yeah, like a girl threw up like all over my skateboards. Like it's like I I had to throw throw one of them out. It was like the grip tape was just like covered in just gross shit. Yeah, no, I mean like you can't like do that forever. It's like it's like just like if you pound alcohol and just like rip cigs like all day, like your body's just gonna die from the inside. And that's kind of what we were doing to the house, you know? Pretty much. But what a way to go, right? Yeah, exactly. It went out good and. The messed up thing is, I mean, like we got like we got our security deposit back as well. Wow! And then and then the last month of rent for free for some reason. I'm not sure how that all happened, but like, damn. 
I, like, I think the landlords just wanted us out, I guess. So they're just like, <laughs> whatever I'll do to get you out. The like, neighbors were yeah, just yeah. praying for you guys to leave. But but you still oh, have a little piece of the trap house with you every day, right? Your cat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, she's so perfect. Um, what's it called? Funny thing. Yeah, like, we were, so the cat used to come around this ha- like the house in the backyard just out of nowhere. Cutest like little black cat. Um, we just feed her like whatever we had. Sometimes it'd be like we'd cook her like a little bit of chicken or we'd give her like a ranch cup from like Jack in the Box or, Healthy. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it was gross. She, <laughs> That's cat was, food. That's cat food. Yeah, she would like kind of like, sleep near the trash or sometimes she would come inside and like sleep like next to a stew or something like that. Um, so we, when we were moving out, like she was like, she was sitting on the wall just like, I feel like she kind of knew like we were going and I was like, damn, we got to. We gotta take this cat with us. Like I, I feel so bad. Like she relies on us every day for like food. Um, so I wound up taking her um to the next house I lived in with my girlfriend and she wasn't a hundred percent on the idea, but I was like, now we're gonna pass her around, like we're we're gonna share. But now it's been like two years and I've I've had the cat the whole time. And she's such a domesticated, like little press, but she's perfect. I remember com- her coming around while I was there and just being like, is that, you guys see that cat? And you're like, oh yeah, she comes by all the time. I was just like, this cat yeah. is really nice for like being yeah. a random street cat. It was like beautiful. But then I, so I took her to the vet, like right, because my girlfriend was like, yo, if we're going to go to the house, like you got to get her checked for like worms and fleas and shit. And I was like, that makes a hundred percent sense. So like $500 later at the vet, um, she's like super cleaned out. All good. Um, she was already spayed, and also we found out she was a girl. We thought she was a boy for like a year and a half. Sick. Um, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, gender change on that one. Um, it's but that was shocking. Yeah, exactly. Very fluid. So, did the rest of the guys come and like visit the cat, or or do they like? Yeah. A, she so yeah, she yeah. gets a lot of love when they roll through to your house. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. she sleeps, she sleeps with us every night, and um, anytime the boys are over, she she gets some love from from Danny and Stu and. And the boys. Sounds but. like this cat pretty much won the lottery. Huge jackpot. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, yeah, I had to, I just joke. had to make sure she's getting the love because you know this cat's been through a lot, so Yeah, she's she's a little bougie bitch now. Oh she's there you go. Mad bougie. Yeah. So uh Bad and bougie. Cat Tyler bougie. W- one thing um just to just to change gears a little bit here, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh based off something you said earlier, you know, your band is so much about just having fun and not taking things too seriously and, and living in the moment. And um, I've been meaning to, I mean, I already did congratulate you, but I want to congratulate you again on signing to RCA with 7715. But, Dude, thank you so much, man. Yeah. Uh, that was so cool. But, you know, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. Well, I, I'm, I'm just curious because, you know, you guys are so relaxed and, and so carefree with your music, but, but now there has to be some sense of, of organization or, or scheduling that maybe uh, sort of takes away from the nature of that. And I'm curious how you guys are, you know, sort of finding a middle ground with this, these new changes around the band. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, the, the label thing happened really, really interesting in an interesting way. Like pretty, I, I don't think it's like the normal route that, that uh, happens from other bands and stuff. Um, but JP, you know, he, he had been signed to RCA like, you know, like 10 years ago or something like that. Like when he was like a kid, um, with his old band. Um, and the cool thing is that most of the same exact team that he had when he was there is still here. And that kind of shows good, you know, that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, so they, I think JP sent them the song and, and one of their a- A&Rs came out and like, you know, we just played him like everything we had. And he was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta play this for my people. And, you know, they, they brought it into the meeting on the next Monday and, um, 
they just like they just loved it. They're like, you gotta sign this band. Like a week later, like they flew us out. We you know negotiated the contract and we and we signed in New York and it was it was super super crazy. But yeah, for like a band who you know I, I mean we weirdly are organized kind of, but without like the stress of feeling like we need to be like hyper organized, I guess. But um, having a label now kind of makes it so like you know there is a structured plan. There is like dates and there's and it, stuff just gets done you know where i feel like when you know like when i was in bad feelings with danny you know we didn't have anybody telling us you got to put this out you got to do that and like we wound up like just pushing things back because we weren't sure pushing pushing things back like you know so having that like kind of other side of things like more business side of stuff like kind of keeping you on track is super super helpful i mean it's a good dynamic that we have between our label and the band yeah, I mean, of people who know you guys, it kind of, you guys are sort of like a super group of, you know, the musicians, friend group that we're all kind of a part of. And I feel like with all of these, you know, five talented songwriter, singer guys all in one band with the direction of a, a label, you guys pretty much can only go up from here. So I'm really excited to see what's going to come after all this week stuff. Yeah, I'm super stoked too, man. I mean, it's it's really promising, and and you know the label's super excited about it, and and um you know we've been getting some ads on 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 radio, and you know I think as as the song keeps getting spins, it's gonna just kind of grow and grow and grow. Um, I'm just stoked and excited to like see you know see where it goes, what happens, and I'm doing it with you know some of my best friends in the world, so it's it's just all all good. It's all good shit. <laughs> I'm stoked. No, yeah, man. I'm, I'm so are we. Boy. So yeah, are we. Um, there, there was one thing I noticed. Um, Germ wasn't really in the whole origin story. How'd you guys link up with him? So, like, JP had met Germ like only like a year ago, but J- uh, Germ is like is a crazy, crazy singer and songwriter, just like top, top notch shit. Um, and we just started like hanging out with him. Like when we started the band, we started hanging out with him like every single day, and he would be a big part of the writing process and. You know, we started being like, yeah, like, like, Jerem, jump on the mic, like, like, do like, he does like crazy like harmonies and and all that stuff. He's just a, a dope ass singer. And the more he just started being like a part of it, we're just like, like, Jerem, be on the song, like, oh, like, Jerem, write the song with us. Like, it kind of felt like natural that you know he would be a part of it. So at first, like when we signed, he wasn't originally in the band, but as we like progressed from the time that we signed to now, it's just like he's as vital as as anybody else in the band, you know. So it only makes sense that he's he's a part of it. And he's a fucking awesome dude. Yeah, really and now cool. now he sings the chorus on week. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, he's, Which you know, that's yeah. one thing I think you guys are doing really well of is uh walking the fine line of having so many singers that mm-hmm. I, it feels so organic though, the transitions in the songs. So I've always yeah. wondered was was that a conscious decision or is it just like if your voice is right for this song, you sing on it. If it's not, maybe you take the back seat on this song and you'll get another moment. You know what I mean? How does that how does that work for you guys? Yeah, you know, I mean like like there's not like there's not really like the whole like ego issue and and or you know, it's not cuz it's not like quite like a it's not a boy band, but it's just a group of dudes that are just writing these songs and all singing them at, like together, which I guess when you say that it does sound like a boy band, but it's not. It's more of a group, I guess. Well, if that's but, the case then the Eagles and the Beatles are boy bands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but True. Like it's you know, but but yeah, like everyone like kind of writes their parts and and you know whatever like naturally sounds the best. Like everyone wants the best for the song, so 
if you know if i sing a part that jp wrote or vice versa or something like that like there's no issue there it's just we want to get the best product and whoever's voice is right you know kind of just happens like naturally like as we write the song <clears throat> sorry <laughs> <laughs> well that's your voice man that's just that's part of it just pounded a pounded a white claw now for, for everyone who is a fan of 715 and was a fan of Studa Boy before 7715 I'm mm-hmm. sure that they are wondering, are we going to get a taste of that token Studa Boy rap flair in future 7715 songs? Yeah, like I think definitely. Um, what's it called? There's, you know, there's, with Week, it's, it's you know, everything's pretty tame for the most part. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a more, I think, mainstream kind of song um, than some of the other ones. But we have some songs where, you know, Stu really, Stu really rips on them and, and does some, like, wild sounding verses like same with everybody on vocals and you know it's there's definitely going to be some some stewy moments for sure oh hell yeah yeah nice. get excited for that yeah yeah so i mean week's been out for what about two two weeks now roughly i think so yeah sounds, so sounds right. and and it seems to be doing really well um when can people expect more more songs or an album or, or what's the future for you guys yeah we don't have like a hundred percent plan on doing a full length or, or EP just yet, but there's definitely gonna be a, a bunch of singles in the next, you know, the turn of the new year. Um, I think like, you know, spring and, and summer, I think that we're just going to be dropping a lot of, a lot of heat, you know? So totally. I, would, I would say for that, but yeah, you know, we're trying to get, trying to get on the road pretty soon as well. So coming to a city near you. Yeah. I hope very near because you know, we'll be there. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Might be sooner than you think. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So uh, I can't talk about that, but (laughs) (laughs) no, that's fine. That's fine. I I just want to see you again, man. That'd be cool. Some cool plans. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping some dope support stuff. If if you can say, it could be. Could be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair (laughs) enough. It could be be a movie. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now coming coming to the theater near (laughs) you. Now, you know, we were we're talking a lot about how you guys are all singers and you guys are all. Uh, you know, just there's no one really in the background. It's all, everyone's really up front. I know that you know in your past bands you were kind of, if not the front man, one of the few front men of the band. How yeah. does it does it like t- you know quote unquote take a load off to not be the only front guy, or do you kind of miss being the guy up front, or Dude, is it really I mean, an s- issue yet? It's it's like, like for me, like honestly, it's it's a breath of fe- like fresh air. Like there's a lot of pressure when you're the only one on stage, or, or like you know. Yeah. Even like in my in Hollywood anyway, it was me and Cameron. Like you know, there was a lot of just like, I I, I was you know he was always playing guitar and I had the free mic and it was like there is a lot of pressure on you to do all the talking, to do all the like mm-hmm. all the singing. Like if your voice is shot, there's nobody else that can back you like save right. you for that. Like, you know, like so, with this, it's super nice because like I can kind of like get to have like a relaxing like concert experience. I mean, it's gonna be a hyped show and we're gonna be like it's gonna be wild, but like right. less less stress, so much less stress. You know, it, it's not all the pressure is not on me to to kind of enter, entertain like the the audience with with banter and and all that stuff you know absolutely so it's kind of cool i can only imagine what kind of insane banter you guys are going to get into i'm sure it's going to be on some like <laughs> alex gascar the jack Barracat level it's going to be some silly stuff i'm sure for sure going to get um, real silly yeah it's cool and plus like you know like dude like when we used to do you know the last tour we did with hollywood ending was like you know, we did like 14 shows in a row in the UK or something like that with like no breaks. And by like the fifth day, um, my voice is just like blown out. We're doing like hour and a half sets and it's just like, 
it's it's just hard to do that. So having like, you know, in each song, just having like my part that I sing and I'm doing some harmonies here and there when I want, or just like, you know, whatever ad libs and stuff in the back, like that that's going to take like a ton of the pressure and, you know, cause we all, we like to party. <laughs> well, I think that's apparent if you've seen the music video. Um, my name's now- Rod and, uh, and I like to party. <laughs> well, my name's Andrew and I like to party. No, no, Andrew, I like to party. I'm the party guy. What do you mean? We can both like to party. No, we can't. All right, no, well, I like, like to party and yeah. my name's Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, so it kind of, you know, it's, it helps out for sure. Totally. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, one thing that I find interesting is that you you talk about you guys as a band, and you are a band, but it almost seems like you're more of like a pop group because like you dial so heavily into weak it, in the hip hop sensibilities. Granted, we only have this one song so far, so we don't know where yeah. it's going to go. But it's interesting to hear you say that with what we have been given so far. Emphasis on the band. You've, you've used that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you, we do, you know, we're going to have guitar in, in every single song, which gives it, you know, because Danny, Danny rips and, and he's a big part of it as well, oh, you know, on the, on the music side. Um, so, like, you know, there, there is band aspects of it, but there also is, like, group aspects. And I think nowadays, like, it's, like, the lines of genres are kind of being blurred way more than they ever have before. So it's, like, I'm not like, – when someone asks me, like, how to describe the band, it's kind of, like, it's kind of hard to do because there's, like, pop elements, there's rock elements, there's, you know, there's rap elements, there's, like, emo stuff. Like, some of the stuff that, like, how to come out is, like, sounds like, like emo band shit, you know, with, like, hip-hop. And it's – it's interesting, you know. It's so it's hard to describe. What phase of emo are we talking? <laughs> um, like, not that Third Eye Blind is all that. I mean, they're they're pretty fucking emo, but um, lyrically, oh, Stephen Jenkins is most, very right? sad. Yeah, but like, I mean, stuff like stuff like that. I mean, we we draw from you know everything. Like, we I, I grew up listening to all the same, you know, same same like scene band shit that you guys did as well. That was like my life for, you know, that got me into music and stuff. Yeah, who who was um, so one of your biggest type of uh, scene influences? I, mean, I I mean I love Fall Out Boy was like my number one growing up. Um, yeah. I was huge on them. I'm trying to think who else. Stu loves Under Oath. Like for some reason that's like one of his favorite. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I, just the whole Warped Tour scene and and like Bamboozle and all that stuff is just like that was like my life, and that's definitely still reflects in the way that I write, the way that I sing, like in in a lot of like you know, our music, because we all grew up with the same thing, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, we were so lucky to have Bamboozle, you know, unlike Warped Tour, that thing didn't travel. It was oh, just in New Jersey, so. I know, it's so good. I saw Lil Wayne there, which I was wild, when, and Bruno Mars, yeah. and. That was cool, Katy Perry played, I think, maybe, did she? Kesha? Is that what I'm thinking of? Kesha, it was probably yeah, Kesha. it was probably Kesha, Kesha. I don't right. remember Katy Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry no, played Warped right. Tour, dude. She, Katy Perry played Warped, that's right. Um. Yeah, that was really cool, and and then the break contest was like when we were when we were like what like fifteen like fourteen years old. Yeah, that, that was know, intense. What, That's what gave me my first uh, merch start was the break contest. I know that was huge. You that opened the door for start. me, man. I know, wide open, kicked it right down. Kicked it right down. Um, Almost got thrown out of the chance for throwing an after September bracelet on stage during um, what's her name? Hit the lights. <laughs> security guard came over he's like you can't throw shit on stage i should throw you out i'm like no dude i got a pass he's like i don't care don't throw anything on stage i'm like okay i'm oh 14 dude relax yeah that's so funny yeah there's some scary security there r.i.p the chance yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean it'll it's a, unfortunate yeah but like no, we were cool. so I mean, blessed yeah you know we all grew up there like you know that was where like 
I kind of like really fell in love with music and, and bands and, and like the whole like community of it. And I made like just, you know, both of you guys, I mean, well, you know, Chris, like I made like friends with you just through, you know, through fucking playing shows together and stuff, you know, I don't know how, how else we would have found each other. Like maybe like some sketchy internet chat site. Or Listen, this, this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Poughkeepsie scene of the early two thousands. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, I think like a lot of, a lot of bands and a lot of, like a lot of, you know, kids in our, in our scene and in our friend group and stuff wouldn't, you know, be doing stuff that they were without like growing up in that. So absolutely cool stuff. Yeah. It was a really cool think tank, I think, for all of us to sort of develop in and like push each other, especially. Yeah, exactly. Like as much as I, you know, as much as I hate Battle of the Bands, like without like the break contest, like being nervous, if you're going to get to this next round with your friend's band, you don't want to be that band that didn't make it, you know, like that really, I think, triggered something inside of me. Yeah, I mean, mean, everybody pushed each other and and what was cool about it, like back then was like that the, the scene was just... It was so it had such a big spectrum of, of genres kind of you know it's like there's there's pop bands and there was you know there's punk bands there's metal bands there's like black death whatever like and i think chris was in one of each of those kinds of bands at one point yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i ran the Absolutely. gambit <laughs> there's like never never shot never kind of shit like you know like there's all sorts of different stuff and everybody like was accepting of you know of everyone's kind of style of music it wasn't like if you weren't doing metal like you know you're a bitch or something like that like like everyone was like supportive <laughs> you'd see like the metal kids in the crowd for the pop bands and vice versa you know so it was a really supportive scene it was, it was a cool place to to grow up in and, and kind of learn yeah it, it really drove home the the community sense in music that yeah. you know we all hear when we listen to like the documentaries of like our favorite rock guys they're like well it's just like you know like you know i can call up so and so and they'll play on my song because like you know we've all reached a certain point but but i mean yeah. that that like showed me that's a real thing you know that Poughkeepsie yeah, exactly. scene. yeah it's cool um yeah like it, it, a lot of like big artists like grew up like you know grew up in the same kind of scene and stuff and i'm sure they're still homies today um it's just like a cool thing about music. It just like brings people together. Yeah, I think absolutely. I might be the fir- first person to ever say that. I mean, good thing we have it recorded. <laughs> yeah, you definitely this, might. This yeah, might be put what puts you on my, the map. Put put that one on my my gravestone. So so Tyler, how do you find? Um, because you, you obviously met your bandmates. Well, you know, you toured through L.A. and you met everyone once you left Poughkeepsie. So so how do you find? you know, living in LA to where you started off with that sense of community, like, is it, is it a little more cutthroat out there or, or is it not like what people hype it up to be? You know, they, it's interesting. Cause they're like, you know, subsections and, and it's like, you know, it's, there's clicks and it's, and it's all like that. But I mean, for the most part, like we moved, we moved out here, you know, with, you know, already having like a good group of friends. And, and then from that, you know, we knew new people already out here. And, and then, you know, when we started throwing the parties, it, it gave us like a really good, you know, opportunity to meet a lot of people because our friends would invite people their friends would invite their friends and it would just be like you know it could you, it, it, everyone was super super cool and it made it super easy for us to kind of immediately like integrate ourselves into um you know the la kind of kind of scene as far as music goes and stuff so yeah it was it was kind of easy and but it's it's definitely still cutthroat i mean it's, it's way more competitive than you know back when we were kids but like this is like it's more, I guess, big time artists. I feel like are like also in the same like, you know, 
competition with you as you're as, as you're trying to start as well so you have to be better than everybody to like get your foot in the door and that's that's where it kind of gets hard but yeah it's a it's a fun place though that's for sure no yeah i mean it's it seems like it you guys always got something going on out there yeah it's pretty non-stop um it's, just, it's kind of exhausting but it's also it's also keeps things interesting for sure the city yeah. of angels man <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Something like that. Emblem three <laughs> said it best, man. They love LA. Oh, I love LA. There you go. Boom. Yeah, that's fine. That's a callback. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what that's a reference to. Emblem three was a boy <laughs> band. They have a song called "I Love LA." It's just oh, yeah. Self, pretty self-explanatory. Not yeah. my area of expertise. No. Yeah, that's okay. So, yeah. so Tyler, um, yeah. what do you hope? to avoid doing with 7715 that you may have done like, you know, wrong in other bands. I'm trying to learn I mean, something right now. You know, like what, what yeah. do you hope to, cause, cause you know, you've gotten very far in music, farther than most of my friends ever have thought they could get, you know what I mean? But there's always still something to learn. I'm sure. Thanks man. I was just punching in the dark, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think a big thing is to like, not, like sweat the small shit and like and let egos and and dumb shit get in between um in between you guys because ultimately at the end of the day like you're you're all just best friends and yeah that's kind of what a band should be but at the same time you're also like in a business together and that makes that brings interesting like different kind of things that if you were just friends you wouldn't have to worry about um so it's kind of like being able to keep those things separate and just you know, ultimately just have fun and enjoy what you're doing, you know, just kind of simple as that. Just don't let the ego, you know, kind of get in your head or Dude, whatever. That, that's what you should put on your tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. That was very well said. I'm glad that, that really uh, I'm glad cool. I asked you that. Yeah. We yeah. had, uh, we had Derek, uh, you know, Walkney on our first episode and he yeah, had mentioned that while he was on tour with, you know, Hollywood ending that you were, you gave him a lot of wisdom and I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, I was I was smoking a lot of weed then. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, but no, yeah, I, I just like uh, I mean, Derek's an awesome kid, and he was like really easy for me to talk to, and you know, we shared like a lot of the same kind of thought processes, and um, yeah, I don't know, I like to just I like to just make people feel good. I don't know, like help help my friends out in just any way I can. Listen, I can count on one hand, or maybe two hands, how many times that you and I have had a conversation. And I walked away and I was like, you know what? I think this is going to impact my life, and then it did. I'm so happy to hear that. Just yeah, just, just want my my boys to thrive with me, you know. Dude, I love you, man. You're just the best. I love you too, bro. Chris, I love you too, but I've known Tyler longer. That's fine. Boys. I don't. I don't know if I love <laughs> you, but I love my bros. <laughs> yes, bros, dude. T, we love you too. So Tyler, um, on that episode with Derek, we spoke about your driveway and actually oh, yeah. um, catching the scythe cipher, I think is the proper the term driveway. for it. Oh, ciphers. Yes. And, and yes, I know you have chops. Arena. I know you yeah. have chops. Will we hear are that? To, are you about to sway in the morning, me right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're about no. to play a beat. You're about, about to rap a beat. Let's go. We got five beats. You got to go. <laughs> nah, dude, that's yeah. not even where I was going with it. I just want to know if you're going to use, because, you know, I don't think Stu has to be the only rapper in your band. I'm just curious yeah. if, if if you ever thought of that. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. confident that any member of 7715 can lay down a hard rap verse. Yeah, yeah we, we, we can hold it down for sure. I mean, that was, that was so much fun. It's just like, you know, just putting on a beat and then everyone just kind of just like, it, it really helped like just creatively kind of like get into 
I mean, it helped me with songwriting and stuff. Just freestyling just like became like a thing that we did all the time. And like, that's a super dope skill to have, like not necessarily just for rapping, but just to be able to kind of like come up with things off the top of your head like that. <laughs> it's a huge part of, you know, it's a huge part of writing songs. I feel like it's like a really good exercise almost for your brain. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot in the driveway, too. I remember learning how to continue to beatbox with my mouth while laughing at the same time yeah. and not stopping, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Chris, you, guys, you had the hottest bars, though, man. Those are always... You did, you did. You were number one. Tyler was sick. a close second, but you were number one. Yeah. I think it's yeah. all stylistic. I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, <laughs> all, all I'm going to say is that there will be bars in 2019. Oh, I'm so... Yes. I'm so stoked. Listen, Chris, Bars. no, there were a lot of raps in those driveway sessions, but not one person besides you could fit a word like paraphernalia into a freestyle <laughs> rap. Yeah, is you're, you're yeah, you you had a crazy like vocabulary. You have a silver tongue, man. The offbeat. And, and, and such funny, funny punchlines too, like which is I guess probably the most important part of rap is like the punchline yeah yeah see that's my only that's the only thing i struggle with tyler um i don't know how you do it because every time i rap i feel like the flow is there i feel like the tone is there but i can't the the, you know the the content is always so silly i I gotta you all you you tend to to kind of go in a circle with the content too you find one little thing and you kind of just i riff on it you get in it yeah but it's 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 always just like i mean we were always like we weren't rapping to try and like impress each other nobody was like like yeah yeah we were all just like just trying to like we were really just trying to rhyme well we just ate a sandwich and like or like holy shit and just like laugh you know hard and and you always delivered like the the funniest shit that was still really impressive i'll say i'll say that chris Bourne maybe had you be on just absurd topics to coherently rap about but you definitely topped it with just like the great punchlines and just like something we were not expecting to hear Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Bourne went hard, but I mean he that's what great. happens after you eat a fat sandwich with your boys, dude. Yeah, things just come sandwiches. out. Yeah. Sit in a van in the driveway and just and just internet rap beats. Just yell. Yeah, internet yeah, rap was, beats, man. I'd, I'd, I'd be crying, laughing, and that was yeah, that was a it's a good ass time. Damn. Yeah, it's very few times that you're crammed into a car with like five other dudes and you're having a blast and you don't want to get out of the car. I know it's usually a nightmare situation. Pretty much, that's touring. My uh, my voice touring. can't handle that anymore. Yeah, it's my voice can't handle that type of like hanging out late, yelling in a car anymore. It's so upsetting. <laughs> I I still do it sometimes, but it can't I guess that's growing up. Yo, it's 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 practice. Practice makes perfect. If you if you do it all the time, you know it's like a muscle. That's You'll true. get used to it. You know? Right? Maybe I'm just out of shape. You're, you you gotta you gotta start raging. Get <laughs> back. Start raging. Get back to the. Back to the screaming at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Well, we can't all be as rambunctious as D-Money, all right? No. <laughs> True. Dan was so funny when he got on the mic. Oh, my God. He's so funny. And then he's my, still, he's, He still has bars. My favorite thing was how Jeremy would always just sit there. Yeah. And like never say anything, but he would just be a part of it. And he, he would, would just, just be laughing so hard, though. Here's Jeremy's thing. Oh, he would always, yeah. he, he was the oh guy. That, that's all he would oh. contribute, but it was great. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. No, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we definitely go way back and that's why like we're just super incredibly excited to like see you starting off on this new journey with uh, 7715. You know, it's like really surreal to see that if you actually work hard and put the effort in and, and most importantly, I think pick yourself up when you're down you can eventually get to where you you need to be. 
Yeah, thank thank you so much, man. I mean, it's 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 a lot of work, and there's you know, I I started I think my first band when I was like, you know, twenty. I mean, not twenty, fucking uh, like thirteen. Um, now I'm twenty, I'm twenty four now. So you know, and I we just I signed my first record deal, you know, which is not like that's not the make or break thing, was like by any means, but it's a it's a long grind, and you have to be in it for like the long haul. And there's gonna be a ton of shitty, you know, shitty times, but there's also gonna be like. It's, you do it for um, all the awesome times that comes along with doing, you know, what we do. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy, and I'm excited for you guys and, and this new show. And and your band is dope, and that single is fucking hot. Um, I'm stoked for you guys. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah. the goal is LA. When when we get there, I don't know, but at some point, hopefully sooner than later, the goal is to uh, get out there. So hopefully, we can be chilling a little more Dude, in person. That would be my, that would be my dream. <laughs> That'd be so sick. We can get the, get the whole band on the show. Spe- speaking of dreams, uh, you know, you, we were talking about talking a lot about the past, and we're talking about the future. Let's let's combine the two. You you're saying that seven seven one five is hopefully going to be touring pretty soon, and you've toured not only America but a, a few countries around the world. What yeah. country specifically besides America are you excited to get to at seven seven one five to play a show? Well, I, I, the UK um, has always been. A really awesome place for for us and the fans are kind of next level and, and they really when they support you they they really really support you um japan was also like one of the one of the coolest places i've ever been it's just it's like it's like a different world but it's so so dope and everybody there is just so like kind and and just yeah they're they're just fucking dope people and i'm i'm excited to go back there and hopefully we do i'm sure, um, I'm sure you will yeah how how has the reception been in those places uh, in, in regards to the new single? I've seen a lot of love on like Twitter and stuff from the UK. Um, uh, I want to say I have with Japan too, but you know we only went there once and played a couple shows, so I don't I don't know how big that fan base is. But hopefully, you know, it starts getting spun out there on some stations, and and then we start start seeing some love. So I'd be pretty pretty fucking dope. I'd be so excited to go back. Yeah. Um, B- believe it or not, Tyler, we are uh, unfortunately nearing the end of our uh, uh, our episode with you. Although I could talk to you all day. Yeah, it feels like know, we've only been talking for like fifteen just, minutes. I know. I was going to say that. Yeah, I went by so fast. No, I know it's crazy. But um, so so, what can you tell us about what to expect for the future of Seven Seven One Five? Where can we find you and the rest of the guys in the band? And uh, you know, let, let us let us in a little bit. It's gonna be you know this next year. I think is gonna be really 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 big year for us it's gonna be exciting um you know i think there's gonna be a lot of radio push and and uh, a lot of a lot of really cool songs dropping hopefully a lot of a lot of touring um you know just playing shows and, and getting out there and, and getting to you know play shows again it's gonna be super exciting um yeah i'm just i'm, I'm excited and i think everybody should be too i'm just excited for people to just, you know hear the stuff we've been working you know hard for a long time on it so and where can we find you online, the band, and maybe even your personal? Yeah, at seven seven one five official is the Twitter and the Instagram. That's the spot um, that we do most of our, our posting and everything. YouTube, same thing. Seven seven one five official across the board. My Twitter is at, uh, what is it? Not Tyler Wilson, even though it is. I was gonna say, but but it is same, same with Instagram. Yeah, it is. It, it's actually me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a not username as well. Not underscore aw Jemai. I feel you. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it definitely confused Twitter for sure because 
they got, when I changed my, my thing over, like they have to re-verify you and they didn't re-verify me because they thought it was legitimately not Tyler Wilson. So I can yeah. imagine how frustrating that might be. Truly stressful. Just, just super stress. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't stressful. This conversation. It was not. You were a delightful guest and a great friend as usual. You you guys hold it down. I'm I'm telling you, I'm really impressed. You guys are sick. I'm stoked to hear more, uh, more episodes and stuff. Yeah, dude. uh, So are we. So so we can count on you uh, (laughs) liking and subscribing then? A hundred percent. Oh, wow. You guys should be like Tyler and like and subscribe. Yeah. The 50 cent episode is going to be so sick. Uh, Curtis, he's a good friend of mine. The 50 cent episode. (laughs) I mean, that would be insane. But no, we have oh, a couple. Man. We have a couple uh, mutual friends coming on that I think you'd like to listen to and hear talk That's about awesome. stuff. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Thank Can't you again wait. so much for giving us your time. Um, if you guys want to hear more, follow him at his pages seven seven one five official. Yes, and sir. And that is not Tyler Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Tyler, thanks awesome. for uh, thanks for being on. We're gonna yeah. listen to a week again right now all right enjoy thank you thank you guys for having me i'm sure i'll talk to you guys super soon peace out homie thanks man see you later all right love you boys peace bathroom lines with betty white golden girls who ain't so bright if you're not yourself you're just my type there's a place right down the road where you won't find no one sleeping where the weekdays turn into weekends where the sun goes down and the west comes up in the eastern side for the remakes And I don't know what's in my cup I just know that I'm too fucked up Cause they keep filling up but I won't throw them out So I keep track till I lose count It started with one drink, too late Three girls, four plates, five a.m. Now I'm six to my stomach Seven whole days since I hit the ground running Drink, too late, three girls, four play, five a.m. Now I'm six to my stomach, seven whole days since I hit the ground running. Seven whole days since I hit the ground running. Seven whole days since I hit the ground running. Met up with Molly and she got me tripping. Told me to slow down, but I never listened. Party, you don't wanna miss it It's a place right down the road Where you won't find no one sleeping Where the weekdays turn into weekends Where the sun goes down and the west comes up In the eastern time for the remix And I don't know what's in my cup I just know that I'm too fucked up Cause they keep filling up but I won't throw them out So I keep track till I lose count It started with one drink too late, three girls, four play, five a.m. Now I'm six to my stomach, seven whole days since I hit the ground running. One drink, too late, three girls, four play, five a.m. Now I'm six to my stomach, seven whole days since I hit the ground running. Since I hit the ground running